Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. You're listening to episode nine of Her Holy Hustle podcast. Welcome back, guys. Today I have Caroline Harries on the podcast. And I think the term is like fangirling. When I had her on, um, I was just so excited because I've been following her on Instagram for a while. So kind of felt like having a little like celebrity on the show because I've followed her for, I don't know, like three years. And She's just awesome, and I've listened to her podcast lots, and I've shared it with other people. Her podcast is called A Cup Full of Hope, and yeah, she lives in, I think, Dallas, Texas, and so many cool people are from Texas. Like, I I have friends who live in Texas, and just, I'll be listening to a sermon, and I'll be like, that guy is so good. Like, that sermon was so anointed, and then you find out, oh, figures, you're from Texas. There's just so many cool, spirit-led, like, just Holy Ghost-filled people that are from texas and it's so cool enough i ever moved to the states like i'm in canada if i ever moved to the states i would either move to texas or um uh is it pennsylvania is that the state or is that yeah pennsylvania i think that's the state um i get mixed up i would want to move to pittsburgh pennsylvania and i get mixed up which one pittsburgh or pennsylvania which one's the state and which one's the city but i think it's pittsburgh pennsylvania (laughs) all the americans are like nyla get a map (laughs) google (laughs) but anyways caroline harry's is so great and she was so generous to come she's a busy busy woman she plans conferences she has a devotion book she runs moms in the making which is a group for women a support group bible study kind of for people who are wanting to be a mother and she walks them through what the word says about being a mother and what god's heart is behind that for people and how to stand on the word of god to be fruitful and that that is god's desire for us is to have a family because that's why he created the world he wanted a family and he wants for his kids what he himself finds so much joy in so you're in for a real treat today we talk about how to make time in the secret place a non-negotiable and secret place that comes from some different translations in the bible i think 
Psalm 91 uses that, the secret place, but I think a couple other places in Matthew do. So just basically we talk about how to make time with God a non-negotiable, a priority. And we dive into worship because she's big on worshiping while you're believing for your breakthrough. And we talk about... Um, yeah, just I think the power of our words and um, a couple other things that I'm not remembering right now, but it's just such a powerful conversation and I was really grateful that she came on the show. So uh, if you listen, take a screenshot of where you're listening. I, I find it so fascinating to know, like, are people listening in the car? Are they doing dishes? Are they cleaning the toilets, like the bathrooms? What are you doing? So take a picture of you listening and say, tag me and Caroline in it and say like, hey ladies, I listened and this is what I took from it. And um, yeah, and also if you love this show, I would really would be blessed if you left a five-star rating and a review. It's just a way that, um, I don't know, it helps people. It's social proof that people are like, hey, this is actually a good podcast. Like, look, people are listening. So it, it really is... Um, just a way to encourage other people to listen when they see that a podcast has good reviews. It's kind of like Amazon. If you had two choices between like, I don't know, like a book or socks or whatever, or a vacuum on, on Amazon, you would probably go for the one that has some reviews and good feedback. So if you can think of podcast reviews like that, it's really the best gift that you can give a podcast host is leave a review. Um, it just it means more than you know and since I've become a podcast host I've went and then wrote reviews and left left reviews and like gave five star um, ratings to the ones that I love because I know how much it means now that I'm on this side of the mic and not just having earbuds in so yeah if you could do that that would be awesome and I'm so thankful for you all who have already wrote reviews you guys have such a way with words and have blessed me so much like they're so kind the things that some of you guys have left so if you could do that, that would be great. And yeah, let's get on to the show. All right. Welcome, guys, back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. I've been following her on Instagram for, I think, a couple years now. And I've, I love her podcast, too. So when she said that she would be a guest on my podcast, I was like, this is awesome. So welcome Yay. to the show, Caroline. Thank you. It's fun being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited for, we're going to talk about like the secret place and what that means and um, just about worship and all these topics that you're super passionate about. So I'm going to learn lots from you. And I know the audience is going to go away being like, that girl was so powerful. This yes. was so good. <laughs> good. This is going to be good. Yeah. So um, before we hop in, do you want to um, just share who you are and what you're passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My name is Caroline. I live in Dallas, Texas and grew up in Oklahoma, but have been here for quite some time. I was doing the corporate world thing, thinking that I would be in that position for quite some time working as a financial analyst and God called me into full-time ministry. So I now lead a ministry called Moms in the Making, which is a faith-based fertility support group. So we love on and encourage women who are struggling to have kids or who have or who have possibly gone through infertility or miscarriage. And what started in my living room, we now have 60 locations all across the world. So um, I do that full-time. I have a blog called In Due Time and a book, which is also called In Due Time. It's a devotional. And then I have a podcast as well called The Cup Full of hope. Um, so I'm just passionate about Jesus. I just love 
all the things of running after him wholeheartedly. I just think he is the best and I love telling people about him. So, mm-hmm. and you have a conference too. I don't think you mentioned that, right? I, you know, there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for moms in the making, we do, we have an annual conference, um, that is once a year in the fall. So we have it scheduled for this October and we have women come from all over the world to attend this conference. So this year will be our fifth conference, which is wild. So yeah. Yeah. So you're one busy lady, but yes, but you still make time for Jesus. And um, so I love, I love that you can still have a lot going on, but still prioritize time in the secret place. Amen. Amen. Um, So let's just start with some icebreakers too. Um, What is the best thing that you ate recently? Oh, well, kind bars. Of course. I've been telling everyone about these frozen kind bars and just to clarify, they are found in the frozen section at the grocery store. So it's like ice cream. Um, people think people like have thought I've been putting kind bars in the freezer, but that's not what it is. It is like a frozen kind bar in the frozen section and they're delicious. Oh yeah. I was thinking you were talking about the granola bar, but it's not, so it's it's not an ice cream bar. Yeah. Is it it by the same brand? It is. Yep. Yep. They're delicious. Yes. You'll have to try it for sure. I wonder if they have those in Canada or if that. Oh, surely they need to. Yeah. They, (laughs) yes. It's so good. So yeah. There's a lot of things you guys have that we don't have. Oh, well, I hope so. That chick, chick filet. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. Yes. That's funny. We did have, we do have some places have a target. We had that for a while, but it closed okay. where I am, but yeah, there's some, or Trader Joe's and yeah, we don't have that. And it sounds like those oh, are yummy. Yeah. Y'all are missing out. I know. Yeah. Well, I bet there, I bet it goes the same way, vice versa, right? You probably have stuff we don't. So yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think you, do you guys have ketchup chips? I feel no. like you, oh. you don't. Okay. Yeah. So we have some things like that. Um, Okay. You do not have. So that's why you should, when um, you should sometimes travel and. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) That's so fun. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check out to see if our ice cream section has that because that sounds really interesting. Um, What is your favorite form of self-care right now? Oh my gosh. Just Jesus. Mm. I don't know. That's yeah. That and walking. I mean, my husband and I love getting outside. Um, I love being active. I used to work out a lot. I don't really work out as much, but just going on a walk and getting fresh air is the best. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never had someone say Jesus is my self care. Yes. I love that. Well, That's I so feel good. like the world tells us like, go get a manicure, go get, which yes. Hey, look, my nails are done right now. I love having <laughs> painted nails, but that's not going to bring true fulfillment. I mean, that's not going to, you know, so I know there's balance. I'm not saying any of those Mm -hmm. things are bad, but like Mm -hmm. truly he should be our self-care. So yeah. Yes. I love that so much. I love to walk and like pray, go for prayer walks. So I'm doing like both of what you were talking about. So So good. Yeah. Um, So what podcasts are you loving lately personally? Well, am I allowed to say a cup full of hope? Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) A cup full of hope because I've had on some just great guests. I've learned so much. I really enjoyed it. Um, There is a podcast that I just found. It's called, um, I think it's called Revival Today. And it really was, came out of these revival meetings my husband and I have been attending every night and I had never heard of it. And I'm like, where has this been my whole life? So now I've been telling everyone about that too. So who's the host? Is that 
through Jonathan oh. Shuttlesworth. Is that who yes. does that? Do you know Jonathan? I've met him. He came to my city and he like laid hands on me and my husband and I've heard him preach and he is wild. Like he's awesome. <laughs> Where has he been my whole life? I cannot <laughs> believe you know him. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, or I, have heard I met him. him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he is. He is phenomenal. He's amazing. I know that they tell you not to like type people as Enneagram numbers, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's an eight. eight. Yeah. A like hardcore eight with a hardcore yes. wing seven. I'm yes. like, he is, I, I'm telling my husband this. I'm like, he is a straight up eight and my mm-hmm. husband, that means nothing to Colby, but um, I love it though. I'm like, tell it how it is. He doesn't try away. And yeah, so we've been, we're in week four now with attending his meetings every night. Oh. So yeah, it's yes. been wild. It's been crazy, but yeah. it's fun. So. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you know of him. Cause not, not everyone does. And I know. Yeah. So that's so Don't cool. You feel like everyone needs to know about him. Yes. He just, like he said, he doesn't sugarcoat it and he has yeah. like a check the news on YouTube yeah. or he used to, he might oh be gosh. shut down now. Maybe I feel like we're best friends now. I'm like <laughs> telling everyone to go to this and like, no one is coming. And so anyways, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, y'all don't understand. I definitely track with him. Cause I'm very tell how it is too. I'm mm-hmm. not an eight, but Um, I just appreciate, I just feel like, you know, the road to Jesus is narrow and there's a lot of fluff and puff and compromise. So I just love how he just stands up for truth. So Mm -hmm. anyway, sorry to get off tangent on that. No, no, that's so cool. Like I said, most people don't know. I think, yeah, don't know him. The only reason he's connected to a church here, like they somehow through, so there was just, I don't think he would normally maybe come to our small city, but he had a connection here and we got to, we're like, this guy's amazing. Like he's just A, a, what do you call it? Like a brush of, or not a brush. Yes. Um, a breath of fresh yes. air. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel like we talk, we could talk about Jonathan Shuttlesworth the whole sure. podcast. Yes. It's so funny. Um, so today we're going to talk about, um, yeah, making time for the secret place, a non-negotiable, um, and also like Sabbath and worshiping, mm-hmm. even when you're waiting for things to be fulfilled. And so, yeah, you have a whole episode on your podcast, A Cup Full of Hope, about mm. the secret place. And I love that episode. You guys were, um, you had a co-host at the time and you were just mm-hmm. so vulnerable in sharing what you personally do with Jesus. And um, can you just share with my audience what the secret place is and why believers should be regularly hanging out there? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I think it could be called many different things. Um, my co-host, um, I'm trying to think, cause I think she would call it different things as well, but secret place, we just are referring to just time with Jesus. So wherever that is, whatever that looks like, but I think there is something about setting aside time to be with him. And so, um, you know, really in Psalm 91, it talks about he who dwells in the secret place of the most high. So when we think of this term secret place, it's getting alone with God. And I think, you know, as believers, the reality is we have to know God's word. And what I love about God's word is it's the only, it's the only book that we're reading where the author is present with us. And if we want to be in relationship with someone, what do we have to do? We spend time with him, right? I didn't just marry my husband one day. I had spent time with him. And so I just think we can't miss the importance of spending time with God. And one way we do that is by reading his word. And so I think it's something that, um, 
is not valued. It's not made a priority, which is, I, I mean, it's concerning to me. I know there's statistics out there, like how many people read their Bible and it is very, very, very low. And so that is the heart of the secret place, whether you call it time with God or getting in the secret place or the quiet place or whatever it is. Um, I just think it's so important. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, can you share a little bit like you shared on that one episode? Like, what does that look like for you? And there, I know there's different ways to hang out yeah. with Jesus, but for you personally, what, what do you do when you spend time with him? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I try to do it first thing in the morning. I think there's something about giving him the first fruits of our time. And so that means setting an alarm and getting up earlier than I want. But um, I think it's just something to be said about the day will start off much better when it starts with him. Um, and so I get up, I grab my cup of coffee and I am a little all, all over the place to be completely honest. Um, I know that there are women and men who love devotionals or doing Bible studies. And I think, yes, that's great. But I do think we get to this point where we have to just spend time with him without there being like a third party involved. Right. Um, and that's coming from someone who has written a devotional. So I'm not anti-devotional. Hey, go by into time, please do. <laughs> um, but I just, sometimes I just open it up to, um, the Psalms. Sometimes I really feel like him leading me in a certain, um, direction or area. I think when it's a, a difficult, difficult time of life. I think the Psalms are good for me just because I just think, man, they're just so encouraging. Um, I've been in Proverbs a lot lately. And so I, there's no, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. Um, I'm really just sitting before him and asking him to speak to me through his word and just diving in. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the new Testament. So I read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John a lot. I've read first and second Timothy a ton. Um, and so I just get before him and read his word and just soak it in. And I love it because, you know, I don't always feel like doing it. I don't always feel like I gained much out of it, if you will. But every time we read God work, God's word, it's a seed being planted. And, and so we might not realize what is being deposited, but every time we're, we're feasting on his word, it's a deposit in our spirit. And so I just love how he gives us exactly what we need. And we never know when we're going to face something where we're going to need the deposits that were made a week ago or a month ago or a year ago. Um, so I don't have a lot of structure personally. Now there's been seasons where I'll try to keep a journal and write things down. I'm really bad about that, which I think it's like one of the best things you can do. It just doesn't really go with, um, kind of more my personality, but I do think there's something powerful, just even if it's writing down testimonies or writing down prayer requests and, um, journaling, I think is really good. So I, I really just sit and read and let him do his thing. Now, if I'm feeling I don't know, overwhelmed, or if I'm just wanting to worship, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'll just play a worship song on my phone and just let it play over me and just lay there and just be. And that's, what's so beautiful is spending time with Jesus doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be structured. It doesn't have to be a certain amount of chapters. It can be one verse. And I think there can be more fruit produced from reading one verse in relationship than reading five chapters out of duty and out of religion. Mm hmm. I couldn't agree more. It's it's really quality over quantity. And yeah, and sometimes if you just can't get away from a verse, it means like the Holy Spirit just wants to keep teaching you things through it. He wants you to keep marinating mm -hmm. on it. And I know there's been times I've stayed on one verse in like Psalm 
I think Psalm 18, I just could not get away from it for three yeah. weeks. And I got so much out of just thinking about it, talking to God about it. Like, what do you think about it? Or so, so it's good. It doesn't have to be, I read three chapters a day or it can, yeah. you can stay in the book of John all month long if, yeah. you, if you feel like that's what you need Come to on. do. So totally. I love everything you're saying. And Amen. I, I so appreciate your vulnerability in saying, you know, sometimes I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. But you're like dying to self and being like, no, I, this is what my, my spirit man needs this food, yep. this nourishment, and I'm going to do it. And, um, yeah, I love using like bringing in food analogies too. Cause I'm, I'm an intuitive eating coach. And so sometimes you might eat something and maybe you ate fast and you're, mm -hmm. or you didn't like the taste of it, but it still nourished you. And we can say that about the Bible too. And that's what yeah. you were kind of saying too. So yeah. I and I think too, like I would never go a day without eating unless of course it's some kind of specific fast, but yeah. how quickly as Christians, we go a day without reading a word, the, yeah. the word. And then, um, and listen, I do too, but I'm just saying then that one day turns into two days and two days. I mean, we would never go months without feasting on food yet. We're okay with doing it on God's word. And I just feel like it is our food. It's our manna. It's what feeds our spirit. Um, it's what brings encouragement. And so, and, and to your point, what you're saying too, like, I mean, there's times I don't want to unload the dishwasher, but I do it because I know it's good, right? It's good for my marriage. It's good for the house. Like, right. So we have to, it's, it is a practice. It is discipline. Um, but I do think there's something beautiful when you can set aside the structures set aside the Bible studies, or even the let's read a Bible in a year. And let's just, maybe we just read a verse and just be with Jesus. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I love, I love everything you're saying. I so like, yes. love it. Um, yeah. And some is better than none. Like mm -hmm. just That's good. Satan will be like, if you don't have an hour, it doesn't count. Cause he just doesn't want you to be in there. He's all yeah. for that all or nothing. But if you're like, no, some still counts. Like I'm going to notice reading even one verse, just do yep. some, like that's better than none, no time in the word. For yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, completely transparent this morning, I was not in the word. And so what will happen is tonight before I'll go to bed, I'll end my day with that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of, it was just kind of off day for me. Uh, and that's okay too. There's yeah. no condemnation. I don't feel beat up. I'm not, I'm not mad at myself. I'm not thinking, I don't feel disconnected from the Lord because I wasn't, um, but I do, most nights I try to end on the word too, uh, just because I think the last thing I want going in my mind before hitting the um, pillow is God's word. It's so much better. I mean, there's been times where it's right. You're scrolling on your phone or you're doing email or social media. And I'm like, it's so much more fruitful when I can end the day on God's word too. So I will end mm -hmm. my night tonight like that and it will be great. I love that. No, no judgment, yeah. just grace-based yeah. approach of like, I didn't do it now, but I'm going to do yeah. it later and, um, love that. So good. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the topic of waiting. Um, mm -hmm. I was reading an, I think it was an article I was reading the other day and they were a couple in Texas too. And you're in Texas too. And they, they were asking for God to help them to be able to move to a different church. Cause they, they really love this church and they wanted to go there. And so they started packing even before they got jobs there and mm -hmm. they would just worship and dance around these packed boxes mm -hmm. and they're just praising God. And they were standing on these verses of like God, mm -hmm. giving them the desires of their hearts and for wanting them to be in community and stuff like that. And it just made me think of you. And I know that you, I've heard you talk about like worshiping and dancing in your home mm -hmm. as you're waiting for things. Can you chat about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that's getting me fired up. I love that so much. Well, you know, waiting is not anything we ever want to do and yet it's all throughout scripture. And so, um, I think we all get this opportunity of what are we going to do with our weight? So my weight has been waiting to become a mom and I'm nine years into it. The next person's weight might be waiting to meet their husband or waiting to buy a house when they've been in an apartment, right? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so I just feel like, man, when this weight's over, I want to look back and be like, that was the most fruitful season of my life in this, in, in terms of how I spent my time and what my attitude was. And so I do think there's practical things that we can do. Like you mentioned with the taking steps of faith and worshiping our way through the way that will shift the environment. Um, what I love about worship is that it turns our eyes to him. And so no longer am I focused on my problems or my frustrations or my weight or my disappointment. I instead am putting him before me and saying, Lord, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all, whether I'm waiting one day or nine years. And there's just so much joy that comes through praise. I mean, when we look at scripture, you know, it talks about how Paul was in prison in his weight. And while in prison, what did he do? He started praising God and it was his praise that unlocked the chains and he was set free. And so I just think we have to understand how powerful praise is that it really is a weapon of warfare. It's a tool. Um, and so, you know, for people, even not just waiting, but people who are fighting anxiety or really struggling spiritually, I think turn on a worship song and go to war with your, with your worship, with your declarations. Um, and so yeah, I could talk about that all day long. So feel free to add on any questions regarding that. Not all worship songs are made the same. <laughs> some, yes. some can be like, I think I've heard you talk about like yeah. enabling and they can yeah. kind of keep you where you are. Are there some favorites that you have that oh are? My gosh. <laughs> yes. Hundreds, hundreds. I, it's so funny because I just hosted a retreat this past weekend and I was like, how do I come up with a set list for like, because there's so many good songs and um, we do listen to a lot of Bethel. I feel like I love their worship. Brandon Lake has been on mm. fire mm -hmm. lately. He's put out so many amazing songs. I just learned of a new song. I think it's called, it's by CC Williams. I just learned about this one this weekend, but I just think, yeah, pay attention to the lyrics and the worship songs you're listening to, because this is not about, oh, poor me, God, you'll help me when I'm hurting. No, that's not what worship is. It is, it is the songs declaring out you are worthy of it all. And it is the songs declaring out you are holy. And so let's make it about him, not about our woes, not about the hills and the valleys and all of our problems. Like let's sing a song of declaration about him. And so, yeah, I, there's so many great songs. I could send you a list or a playlist, but I, I just can never choose because they're all so good. <laughs> yeah. You introduced me to one. Um, I don't know what it's called dancing on the grave. Is that? Oh my gosh, yeah. girl. Isn't that so good? Uh, I love it so much. We have a piano here and I play it and I think our neighbors, I don't think they're Christians, but I've belt that Come song on. out like all the time. And it's kind of like my sneaky way of evangelizing to them. Come music. On. And like it, they're it's impacting them. Cause it's like a spirit led um, yep. song. And so there's such power in our words. And yeah. I was just telling my husband this today. I was like, it's okay. Like there's power in our confession, but it's okay. Even if you're confessing like through lyrics, through songs, yeah. like that still counts. Amen. So yeah. Amen. I mean, they're declarations. I think declarations are huge for me. And 
We do them a lot in the ministry moms in the making too, just because every word we speak is a seed. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21, we can speak life or death. And then in James three, it talks about how our words can either like basically build up or tear down generations. And so I do think when we are agreeing with God's word and we're speaking it out and we're declaring it, it's powerful because the war we're facing, it's not in the natural, it's in the spirit realm. And so when we're making those declarations, like it's, I mean, we're making deposits of life of truth and there's nothing more powerful to declare than God's words. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just listening to a sermon and the pastor was saying like, God is not everyone would agree with this, but I, I think I agree with it, that God is obligated, obligated to do what you say if he said it first. Like it, Come like, on. yeah, I was like that. It was a, we, we do virtual church and it's a church in Texas. If we lived in Texas, we would move to what Fort church Worth. is it? Uh, it's Eagle Mountain culture. Oh, Eagle, Eagle Mountain. Mountain church. Yeah. Okay. In Fort Worth. We, yes. we love what they teach and Come um, on. they teach about like, make your words match his words yep. and like, oh, it's so good. It's like, so good. Is that Kenneth Copeland? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yes. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. We've been out there one time. Um, There's so many amazing churches here though. It's like, it's, which is great. It's good. I love it. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And we're open. We're open. Texas is open. So we're meeting. Yeah. It's great. There's all these memes. Cause I'm in Saskatchewan, Canada, and there's all these memes of like, someone jealous, like a, I don't know, like a jealous person looking and it's like Saskatchewan being jealous of Texas. Cause we still have all of our stuff, masks and all that. So we're very jealous of Texas right now, but yeah. you should come down here, come visit, come stay for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's our dream to go visit that church in person. So yes. hopefully, Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. That'll yeah. have to happen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's just, I don't know. There's that corporate anointing. And when you just get in oh, a room yeah. of people who believe the same way as you and are speaking yeah. life over you, it's just, oh, it's so amazing. So, so good. I yeah. love that. Are there some things that you personally speak over your ministry or yourself in the waiting season? Um, I know like some of my listeners are waiting for their businesses to grow or yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, to find a husband or for a baby or, or to find a job. So what, what can we speak over ourselves in waiting, waiting periods? Yeah, definitely. You know, a big weight of mine, like I've mentioned is babies. So mm-hmm. the world would say you're infertile, you're barren. Well, we just canceled that assignment in the name of Jesus. So I speak a lot. Like I am fruitful. I am am fertile. God has created me to produce life that his mandate, his idea is to be fruitful and multiply. So I think, you know, those are very powerful declarations for someone who's in a season like me, but I think there's, there's, I mean, there's so much scripture and there's thousands of promises in God's word. So I think it can be as simple as like, Hey Lord, you have good plans for me. Mm. Hey God, you're on my side. Um, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Like you will give me the strength I need today. You have given me every tool and resource I need to complete the assignment that you have tasked to me. So Uh, yeah, I could go on all day. And I think different seasons call for different declarations, right? If I'm struggling today to understand my place in, um, in what I'm doing ministry wise, or maybe I'm facing some, uh, disqualifications or feeling like, um, I don't have the tools needed to, then I'm going to declare that. 
But if I'm facing thoughts of I'm never going to be a mom, then those declarations shift. And I think this is why we have to know God's word because without knowing God's word, we don't know the declaration that we need to make. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, this is so good. I just, there, there's like so many different directions. I'm like, I know (laughs) I get that struggle. Interviewing people is not easy. So I totally get that struggle. So yeah. And it's like, I have an outline here, but I'm like, maybe I'll just ask these new questions instead. (laughs) Please do. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely pray that the Holy spirit leads these questions. And sometimes I'm, I feel him saying like, no, just ditch the outline, like do this. So he usually does that. You're like, man, I spent (laughs) all this time. And he's like, forget about the agenda. We're on mine today. So (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it was Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Actually, I was watching a YouTube of his uh, video and he was saying like a lot of people can pray something and then un- undo that prayer through their words. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, I've never really thought of that. And again, not everyone would would agree with that. There's you could yeah. go down a whole rabbit hole with that. But I think there's yeah, you can you speak life or death with your yeah. words and um where was I going with that? Oh, I, I don't know, but that's so true. I mean, we get women who are like, why well, have I never had a baby? I'm like, well, every day you're declaring that you're infertile and you're barren. Mm. So, you know, I think, I think it's easier to play victim mm. and than it is to take responsibility and, and realize what the father's heart is because it is for good. And it's the enemy. It's the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So right. what does that look like? It looks like infertility and barrenness. And of course, all these other things. And so our words have power and, um, and we got to use them carefully. So, and I need to be more mindful too. I mean, I say things, so I'm not over here sounding like I have it all figured out. Cause I know there's, even when I'm like, Oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. Okay. Well then don't be surprised when you're so exhausted and so tired all day. Right. So, um, and I, yeah, there's a lot of areas that I know I say things that I shouldn't be, but, um, but we're practicing, we're always stretching those spiritual muscles. So learning as we go. Even there's some common sayings in the world that me and my husband, we've been listening to some of these preachers and realize mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say, oh, I killed myself laughing or, oh, yeah. that was mind blowing. Or yes. like we've, we've realized if you don't want it, don't say it. I don't want to be, have my mind blown. I don't want to be killed. I don't. Yeah. So we've actually stopped saying a lot of those things that we, we thought they were just harmless, but then we learned the power of our words and we're like, Ooh, maybe we'll, so we'll, good. we'll stop saying some of those. Yes. So good. Um, I loved how you said you can stand on like more of a generic verse too. It doesn't have to be specifically mm-hmm. about motherhood. It could be, he has good plans for me. And, mm-hmm. but I, you can even it personally, I've experienced this. You can ask him like, is there a verse specifically for my situation? And I really want to be a stay at home mom one day. And so I had asked him, could you show me a stay at home mom verse? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but could you mm-hmm. show me? And he actually, the next day in a book, there was a translation of a verse that I had never seen it in that translation. And it said, um, he takes the barren woman and makes mm-hmm. her a joyful mother and settles her in her home. And I was Come like, on. I was like, that was so cool. God, like that settles her Thank in her you, home. Jesus. That's a stay at home mom verse. And yes. Like, that version of that. So just Psalm the- one thirteen nine, right? Oh, is that so good? Yeah, yeah such a good verse. Mm-hmm. Amen. So so yeah, good. I just, love that. Just he's always audience. speaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's speaking, and he just invite him in. He wants to speak, mm-hmm. but invite him in to speak to you more. So, amen. Yeah. I love that. Um, just looking at my questions here. Um, you're an Enneagram three, right? I feel like I've heard you say I that. I am. Okay. Yeah. Scary thought, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm a three too. So like, I get uh, it. Yeah. Totally yeah. I get it. Is there times when your to-do list, 
you're tempted to maybe not spend time in the morning with God. A hundred percent every day. Do your to-do list instead. Every day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it is very hard. I would work a million hours a day if I could. So hmm. it is very, it's, it's, that's a constant struggle of just, yeah, not striving, not performing and just being, um, and finding that tension in between both. So yeah, that's a constant battle, I think. And, um, and I know then there's the people on the opposite end who are, all they want to do is rest and they have a hard time working. Right. So I know our battles all look different, but, um, I definitely have a hard time, um, not working. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you do when those thoughts are like, I have so much to do. I just want to hop on my to-do list. What do you speak to those thoughts to, um, get yourself in the word most days yeah. instead of hopping on the to-do list? Yeah. I think just reminding myself that my time will be more fruitful if I'm Mm -hmm. with him first. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, even with Sabbathing, that's kind of a journey I've been on the past year and that's been really hard. And it's just this idea of, okay, my six days when I give him the first day is going to be more fruitful than if I was working seven days Mm -hmm. without him. Not that he wouldn't be with me, but you know what I mean? When I'm dedicating a day to him and a day of rest, the six days are going to be much more fruitful. And so it is, I have to remind myself of that though. And I think to, um, just like little practical things that might help are, is if I am in the word and a thought comes up of, Oh, I need to email so-and-so or whatever, then just jotting it down, just mm-hmm. having like a little notepad, notepad, jotting it down. Cause then it kind of gets out of your mind and then you can focus back on him. Um, but that that's a battle. And I think it's, you just, I just have to remind myself what is priority and what is most important, because if the newsletter doesn't go out tonight for X, Y, Z, it's not a big deal, but I know that my day will not be the same if I'm not spending time in him with him and in his word. So Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. just asking yourself, like, how do I want to feel? And you're, yeah. you're going to feel better if you spend time uh, with him. You're, you're yeah. going to notice if you don't. So like give your future self a gift. Yes, kind of. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And the other people around you too, because you're going to be, um, you're going to be more enjoyable to be around again, relating it to food. Like hangry is a thing. Like when you're physically hungry, sure. you get hangry, like hungry, yes. angry, but you can get like spiritually hangry. And yes. so people are going to kind of notice you're not going to be so awesome to be around. If you are just, you're not nourished your spirit, um, man. So true. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. So you brought up Sabbath. Talk about that, your journey of just, yeah, what, what it was awful. It's awful. (laughs) It's a detox, you know, when you're addicted to something and you're trying to give it up, it's a detox. And Mm. so, um, because I have a personality that wants to work all the time, the three is an achiever. And so, um, that's hard, but it's been, it's been good and it's still hard. So I'm probably, I'm probably a year in, maybe even longer. And so, yeah, what I've been trying to do is take one day a week, which is 98% um, of the time a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely, of course, still go to church and stuff, but then just come home and be. So, um, you know, the Sabbath is supposed to be fun, but it's a day of rest. And so we might, we love being outside. So maybe it's that we go on a walk together. Um, maybe it's that we're reading and sitting out in the backyard together. Um, a lot of times it is worship and sermons, not cause I feel obligated to do that, but that's just what fills me up. Um, we'll watch a movie or something. We don't do that a ton, but, um, just trying to do things that aren't on the computer, not cleaning the house, anything like that. And then I do take the day off social media as well. Mm. 
I feel like if I'm Sabbathing and on social media all day, that kind of defeats the purpose. Cause the whole purpose of Sabbath is one to rest, but just to, to reconnect with God and to, you know, say your priority in my life. So I think we'll, we're still kind of figuring it out. And, um, to be honest, not to be a victim of weather, but I, I weather does play a role in what our Sabbath looks like because we like to be outside. It, it helps make the Sabbath day easier. If it's a good weather day where we can spend the day outside. Um, because other than that, I'm, I, when I'm in the house, I'm like, I see the mess and I see everything going on. Right. So I've also found that you do have to set yourself up for success. And hmm. so it is making sure the dishes are done on Saturday so that they're not waiting for you on Sunday. It is making sure the laundry is put away. So it's not staring you or, Hey, you got all your emails sent out on Saturday. So you're not tempted to do it on Sunday. And so I do think, um, the six days is almost preparing for the Sabbath day. And then the Sabbath day prepares you for the six days of work. So oh, cool. yeah, but I'm not the person to ask because I'm very much figuring this out. So I'm sure there's some other guests who's like the expert on Sabbath, but it's uncomfortable. I, I do not like it. Like it is uncomfortable. And yet I know it's so good and so necessary. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like you, I'm a three. So sometimes I can tie like I can sometimes believe that lie that my worth is determined by my productivity. And that's so not true. Like we just Mm -hmm. have worth because God made us and you don't lose your worth. You can't Mm -hmm. like gain more and you just have this crazy amount of worth, but threes can be like, we need to do more. So we have more worth. And it's like so messed up of thinking. And it's good to be aware of that lie. Cause then you're like, Oh, I'm doing that thing again, where I'm trying to like and believing that uh, lie and Mm -hmm. acting it out. So I love how you said the Sabbath can be fun though. I've never heard someone use that adjective. Yes. I mean, it should be, this isn't like, I mean, for me, it has been a little miserable because I'm detoxing. (laughs) Right. But it should be fun. Like Jesus is fun. He wants to have fun with that. So go do something you've never done. You know, if you're married, go out with your husband and Mm -hmm. go laugh and like make it fun, do board games, do puzzles. Like it should be, it should be fun, but it should be restorative too. Right. Mm -hmm. So what will fill your cup up that day for us? It's being outside or even we haven't done this, but we probably should. Like, I like puzzles. So that would be, I would consider that be fun or just, I don't know, go to a park that you've never been to. Um, and so I think it is getting creative with some ideas and what that looks like and definitely still trying to figure it out too. But, you know, I do feel like the Lord was like, I feel like he's given me a lot to steward with the ministry that I'm leading and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if I'm putting that before him, it's become an idol. Mm -hmm. So I think how easily work becomes an idol, how easily ministry life becomes an idol, because if I'm making that first, then that has become an idol. And so I think that's why the Sabbath's been just it's been hard, but it's good. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good heart check. Like, is this yeah. hard for me to take time away? Maybe I've made it, um, an idol hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. <laughs> real life over here, real life. Yeah, no, I so appreciate you just being authentic and being like, it's yes. hard and it like sucks. And like, I'm trying. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There might've been some twitches those first few times. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so anyways, but it's good. What's the, how have you seen taking regular Sabbaths? How has that affected your other six days of the week? Yeah, I think it's just good because if you're not Sabbathing, you're not resting. I mean, if you're someone who does work all the time. So, I mean, I could work easily 8 a.m. till 10 or 11 p.m. Of course, there's lunch and dinner breaks and stuff, but I will work all day long when I'm allowed to. And so I, I just think 
our bodies need to rest. Like we're made to rest. And actually I've always been an anti-nap taker. I'm like, naps are for lazy people. That is what naps are for. Well, sure enough, that first Sabbath, you better believe I was like sleeping all afternoon because my body hasn't had rest in years and years Mm. and years and years. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's a good question. Do I believe that the other six days have been more fruitful? I'm going to say yes. I don't know if I can actually pinpoint that exactly, but I know it's been good for my mind and my body and just my marriage, you Mm. know, my marriage to spend time with my husband when before I'd be like, sorry, too busy. So, um, I think it's just been good all around. Yeah. So even if it didn't help your business, but, or your ministry, you think it, you're sure, like you're, you're pretty sure, oh, absolutely. Has, but it has for sure helped your marriage and like yes. your mental, your mind, spiritual, and your everything. So, yeah. 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 And I think sometimes it's like when someone you haven't seen in a while, it's like, oh, your hair's grown so long. And you're like, oh, it has, I haven't noticed. Right. So I think it is, it's almost like the reading the word, you don't see the deposits mm. right away, but I think I'll be able to look back and in, in time and be like, oh my gosh, look how much has changed. Look how, you know, he parted that red sea there and look how things started aligning. And I think that's the same with finances. When we start sewing in and tithing, we see our finances start to line up because it's a biblical principle. Right. Yeah. So it, it, when it talks about scripture, when it talks about tithing, or when it talks about Sabbathing, it wasn't just like some great idea, like, oh, this, this might work. And this might be a good idea. It's like, no, this is a command from the Lord. So it's one to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Just Sabbath helps you holistically all different yes. areas of your life, not just one. And yeah, love that so much. Um, let's talk about pivoting. I know, like you said, you were, oh, first of all, it's funny that you said the hair thing. Like I actually, when we hopped on zoom, I'm like, her hair's longer. So it's funny that oh, really, oh yeah, yeah good. it looks well, way longer. Fun. Maybe I just oh, haven't good. seen you in a video for I a while, know. but Yay. it, look, it, it takes forever so to grow. I feel like it takes forever to grow. Then I grow it out and then I cut it and I get it donated. So oh, I've done okay. that three times. So I just keep but every time I get it to grow out, I'm like, it feels like years. So thank you. I will receive that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I have the opposite. My hair grows too fast. It's oh gosh. So Isn't that funny? To, yeah. My husband too. We both have hair that just grows like, I don't know. It just like, like a weed really. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Yeah. But it's good. If you get a bad haircut, you're like, eh, it'll be gone in a couple It'll like, be gone. Months. Yeah. I love it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about pivoting. I know like you were in finances. How did you know that it was time to walk away from that and to start, um, like, how did you know it was time to write a book and start your blog and start the conference? Like, what does that feel like getting that confirmation from God to do those things? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I would say when I, it kind of everything I'm doing ministry wise kicked off with my blog. And I still remember that very specifically. I was in a car ride with my husband, we were driving down to Austin and I just remember the Lord just, um, telling me, and by telling me, I don't mean an audible voice, but just an impression in my heart, like Mm. you are to start a blog. Mm. And I knew that wasn't from me because I laughed. I was like, you're kidding. You picked the wrong person. And, um, because my background is not in writing and reading, I struggle in both of those areas. So I knew, okay, this is from the Lord. And, um, so I do remember that one pretty clearly with the blog. I, the book, I think it was another impression. Um, you know, when a book idea drops in your head, I'm also like, yeah, I I think sometimes we can stress out about, is this the Lord or is this not? But in John 15, it talks about being connected to him. So when I'm doing life with him, I don't have to figure out if every thought is 
from Jesus or from Caroline. Now, I'm not saying we don't do that. However, when there's an idea like a blog or a book, things I would never ever consider or think about in my natural mind, um, I knew it was from him. I also knew, okay, both of these are going to br- produce fruit, right? Because mm. it's it talks about in Matthew 7, 15, 20, how we are known by our fruit. So would these things produce fruit? Yes. Do I feel like he's opening the, the doors to make these happen? Yes. So those are kind of how those both started. Um, Moms in the Making was the same way. It just started in my living room. I, again, just felt the impression to have a few women over who I knew were trying to conceive but struggling. And it just one, it's one act of obedience that leads to another. It's mm-hmm. one small yes that leads into a bigger yes that leads into a bigger yes. And it talks about in scripture how, hey, when he trusts you with little, then he can trust you much because Mm -hmm. if we don't steward the little well, then he's not going to trust us with much. And so I was just all in. I'm just, I mean, my life is, I'm just going to keep saying yes. I'm going to keep saying yes. I'm going to keep saying yes. And he keeps expanding the territory. And so with my job though, it was much harder. It was a hard, I fought it really hard. Um, I knew I had to quit because moms in the making was taking off. The blog was um, I don't want to say taking off, but you know, it's being read all over the world. And I just, I couldn't do both. Mm. I, it was, I was being pulled in way too many different directions, trying to work a full-time job. And so my heart was just not in my job anymore, to be completely Mm. honest, as much as I loved it and loved what I did, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, but I, I, it took me a while because that transition is hard going from it's your identity in some, it shouldn't have been, I'm not saying it should have been, but it was, um, it was going from two incomes to one. So there was a lot of, uh, stress around the finances. There shouldn't have been, because if God calls you to do something, he's going to give you the finances or Mm -hmm. he's going to give you the grace. Uh, but I was, I would say I was disobedient for a while and then it was like, okay, enough is enough. And so I actually tried to work part-time And that didn't work out. And so I just knew that I had to stop. And I was so naive. I was like, I'm going to be bored. What am I going to do with my time? Yeah, right. That's like such a joke. There's not been a moment where I have ever been bored over all these years. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I think it's the small impressions along the way. And, you know, the Lord confirms too. He's kind, he's sweet. He confirms with other people and, um, and he calls you to do things that you would never say yes to do, but he's looking for the yes. Cause faith means yeah. a lot to him. So. Yeah. You, you mentioned like you just, your heart wasn't in your job anymore. And I think sometimes like, does this new thing have the element of the fruit of the spirit? Like, is it yeah. got joy in it? Does it have so peace good. in it? And you just weren't feeling those things at your current job. So yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love that. Is it sometimes it's just an impression on your heart. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I know that's with me with this podcast. I was in a car too. And just yeah. thinking about it. And I was like, Oh, I think I'm supposed to start a podcast and I'm like, what? I said, I never would though. Like I love them, but I don't want to be a host. And, but then, and I'm an introvert. I may act extroverted on social media, but I'm a hardcore introvert. Mm -hmm. And it, when it, but God like gives you the ability, even like the personality traits or the finances to do whatever he calls you. And when I'm, when I'm working my business or doing podcast hosting, it's like, he's just helping me kind of be like an extrovert in those moments and it's joyful and it's easy and it's him. So so cool. So good. I love that so much. Yeah. Is there anything that you have not got to share yet on any of these topics that you're passionate about yet? 
Oh my gosh. All the things. If you give me the chance, I'll talk all day. I know you know <laughs> that about me. Yeah. I think just, you know, with your heart for this podcast, I just want to honor you in that. Cause I love what you're getting after here. I think there's just this opportunity for all of us of, it is not about striving. It is mm-hmm. not about performing. Like the Lord just desires for us to abide in him. Um, there's a song called abide by kingdom culture that I just love. And that's the lyrics, like no longer striving, just abiding. And so I just want to encourage everyone wherever they are. It's the exact opposite message of the world. Mm-hmm. The world is like work harder, do more, hustle more, get up that corporate ladder, produce more, write another book. And yet the kingdom is the exact opposite. He's like, actually just abide in me. Um, and when you abide in me, that's where true fruit comes from. And so, uh, clearly I struggle with that thought and idea. And yet I think it's one that's so important of Lord, you're not looking for my performance today. You're just looking for me to be with you and sit with you and do life with you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are Enneagram threes. And that's so crazy when you're like, you know what? God loves me as much as he's going to love. Like he loves me the same today when I wake up and I haven't done a single thing on my to-do list. He loves me that same amount as if I get everything done and more. Like it's just kind of crazy to those kind of personalities. Like your striving isn't going to earn you more love. Like he loves you so much, even before you preach that amazing sermon, even before Mm you do, um, do that conference or just like crush that to-do list or that workout or whatever. So So it's like a liberating thing when you really chew on that and you're like, wow, I'm just loved. I'm just loved. I don't have to do to be loved. So good. Amen. Yeah. So where can people find you? I know they're going to want to check you out. Where can they find you? Yeah, all I have lots of social media going on. So um, my main kind of personal one and blog, my handle is just trusting in due time. So trusting in due time, you can also just Google in due time and Caroline and my website will come up. My podcast is a cup full of hope podcast. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram there. And then if you or someone, you know, are trying to grow their family and looking for just people who are seeking after Jesus, running after him in the wait, then you can find us at moms in the making on social media or moms in the So a lot of my listeners, they are from the States, but do you mm-hmm. have moms in the making groups in Canada? We do. We do. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, we do. And then we also have virtual groups. Oh, so virtual. if okay. there's not yet a group in the city where you live, then you can get plugged into um, a virtual group. So yeah, cool. we have lots of ways to get plugged in lots of fruit. We've seen over 500 babies come out of that ministry, hearts healed, bodies healed, just crazy, awesome God testimonies. So yeah, I would love for women to get connected. Um, and again, maybe it's not you, maybe it's someone, you know, but yeah. it's so common. This is so common. And so would love to encourage whoever we can Mm -hmm. just give people hope like hey god those dreams that you have for babies like that's god's dream for you too like he created us because he wanted family and he wants what brings him joy so yeah i love that definitely go check her out and i'll put all those links in the show notes so you can find those really easy and yeah just to end i have a few rapid fire questions do you have time for that yeah go ahead yeah okay awesome um what is the best part of entrepreneur life and what's the hardest 
Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I think the best is just, there's something about just taking a big leap with the Lord. Cause you know, he's always going to catch you. And so I just think I never would have, uh, considered myself an entrepreneur or found myself on this journey. And yet it's fun because it's something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite is there's a lot of challenges. I think there's a lot of challenges, not just with, um, starting something up, but just being in ministry it, you know, you face a lot of, uh, just hard people. There's a lot of person execution and, and you are held to a higher standard as a Christian and as a leader. And so I think the challenges are that I think the challenges can be lack of support, lack of people, lack of finances, um, to kind of help bring that dream to fruition can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. Even in the Christian community, there's lots of different points of view. So that could probably be hard getting. Absolutely. um, that and you have a larger audience on Instagram. So I bet mm-hmm. there's some mean DMs. And so just, oh, yeah. they're awful. They're awful, but we don't focus on those. Thank goodness. So no. yeah. Yeah. How, how do you handle that? I know this isn't like a, one of my questions here, but how do you handle when you get a mean DM, even if it's from a Christian saying like, that's not true or. Yeah. I usually, it depends if they're, if someone is um, inquiring about something that I said that they genuinely are like, Hey, help me understand or Mm. explain, then I'll respond. But if it's just like, you know, you're an idiot and that's not true, or you're leading people astray, then I just don't, I just, I'm like, Lord, I bless them. And I don't respond. I'm just, mm. cause I'm not looking to engage with angry right. people. Um, I am looking to, of course, answer questions wherever I can clarify or, um, so, but when people approach, you know, hurting people hurt people. And so if right. someone attacks me, it's cause they, it's not about me. It's about right. them hurting. So yeah. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, ideally at some point I'll have some kind of gatekeeping system where someone else will see those emails and the reviews and the DMS. And so we'll get there, but right now it's me. So, Mm. uh, but I think it too, you just have to, you have to remember, okay, for every one angry person, there's 99 amazing testimonies, right? So I think it is, what am I focusing on? What am I beholding? What am I paying attention to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just kind of filtering, are they here for a discussion to learn mm-hmm. or are they here just to, just to have like a battle Attack. and yeah, yeah. What, what's going to be a good use of my energy, um, and my time. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's Definitely. good. That's good. I love practical like tips. Yes. So that's super practical. I know that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you look up to in business and why? Oh my gosh. Or ministry. It, I mean, we can word it ministry too. Who do you look that up to in ministry? That is a great question. Um, well, my new best friend, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, <laughs> Shuttlesworth, I don't even know how to say his last name, Shuttlesworth. Um, he actually led a leadership meeting at one of the revival nights recently, and mm. it was fabulous. So I will say him, um, ministry leaders. I also love Andrew Womack. He has yeah. had a deep, deep impact on my life personally. Um, just, I just love his heart. I love what he carries. Um, I love, I know Bethel not everyone loves Bethel, which is totally fine, but I've been out there several times. They are so pure. They are so after Jesus, Holy spirit. And, um, I love their leadership. I'm a part of their leadership network. And so I've just been very grateful to get plugged in. And I just love how their heart is to raise up leaders, kingdom leaders who are making an impact. So Mm -hmm. that's been really, really fun to be a part of. 
when you said Jonathan Shuttlesworth was your best friend, I was thinking like, wait, I thought Andrew was her oh, best friend. Uh, oh, I love it. Because I've you heard you, my best friends. I've heard you yeah. say that on podcasts and I'm like, hey, whoa, I don't I know love- how Andrew's going to feel about this. I know. He's probably, he's probably listening right now and is probably very offended. So I love you, Andrew. I love you, Andrew and Jonathan. Yeah. I wonder if they know each other, if they've ever done a sermon or met or anything. I don't know, but they have very similar styles. Now, Jonathan brings the power, um, where Andrew is much more even killed. Like he's, he's John. I mean, Andrew's hilarious and, but he's much more quiet, but Mm -hmm. he's also packs the punch where Jonathan gets very passionate. So, but they, I mean, they, they definitely believe the same things from, mm-hmm. you know, the three weeks that I've heard Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So they should be best friends. We should probably <laughs> just all hang out. I should probably just invite them over to my house or something. So that would Do be it. fun. Do it. One day. <laughs> One day. If, if not on earth in heaven, we can. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Big party. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is something you wish you would have known from day one of running your own business slash ministry? Oh gosh. You know, I think just that ministry is business. I Hmm. think people look at ministries or churches and they don't understand it is a business. Hmm. Um, And I think that's actually looked down upon. And so I, it's funny because I thought I was going to college to get a business degree, to be this financial analyst. And I feel like the Lord's like, ha ha ha, you are actually going to need all the business skills and all the finance skills. Cause that's my degree and marketing skills to run a ministry. And so, um, I think probably just having more knowledge in that and what that looks like, um, would be maybe one of my answers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there that, like you said, like that's a whole degree, like, so yeah. if people, if some of my audience doesn't, they have their business or ministry and they don't have like a degree in marketing, it, it might feel kind of hard because like, yeah, people go to school to learn all that knowledge, yes. but, but there's the internet, YouTube and like podcasts. So there's lots of ways you can get that knowledge yeah. too. And just pray like, where do you want me to get this information, God? Cause I need it. Like you said, it's helpful to have yeah. for sure. And yeah. I think too, the flip side of that is you cannot be in ministry without the calling on your life. Mm. And so mm. I couldn't be doing what I was doing without God anointing me to do what I was, what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because really he can give me everything I need today that I never had a degree for. So I think there's the tension right. of being in both of the knowledge does help. And yet you have to have the anointing because without the anointing, there's no fruit that's going to be produced. So, Yeah. And like, he has a, like a quote unquote, like degree or masters Mm -hmm. in any subject and he's working on your side. He's yes, he's with you. So even if you don't have the degree or the knowledge, like he can, he can just put it on your heart or lead you to other people who do. So you don't, you don't have to rely on the degree, like rely on him kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, what is some best business advice you've ever been given? Oh my gosh. Well, because I just attended my best friend's leadership thing the other day, (laughs) he had so much, I think it's hard to just pick one thing, Mm -hmm. but I think one is because we do face a lot of criticism for decisions we make or policies we put in place. I might just say, you have to do what the Lord's telling you to do. Like, I'm not here to please other people. I'm not here to make it comfortable for other people. I'm here to Mm. do the God given assignment and not everyone's going to like that assignment. And so I think just sticking to what has God said over moms in the making, what has God said over this ministry or podcast, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to see what all the listeners like and what they want. and, And I think, 
feedback's great. Don't get me wrong, but um, we have one mandate and we have one person we're accountable to, and that's the Lord. So sticking mm-hmm. to that is probably best. That's so good. Not everyone is going to like the calling God gives you, like not yeah. everyone's going to get it or like it. And yeah. that's okay. It, they yeah. don't have to like it. Like that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's and so I powerful. think, you know, with that being said, it's like moms in the making it is not for everyone mm-hmm. and that's okay. Just like the church down the street is not for every person in the city. Right. That's okay. So that goes with a podcast or a book. It's like, not everyone is going to want to listen to that podcast. And, and I think that's good because I think, if, if we're making it for everyone, we're probably not doing something right. Um, there should be, it should be for the select, you know, few people in this kind of category, if you will. So, yeah, like in business, they have the saying, like, if you're trying to speak to everybody, you're actually speaking to no one. So that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Um, what is something valuable you learned from making a mistake in business? Something that you're willing to share? I just think how beautiful humbleness is. Even this past weekend, we had a leadership retreat for moms in the making. And um, there was a decision that I had made last year and it, it this, there, nothing earth shattering, honestly, it was just a very minor thing. And we put this, we implemented something and it didn't turn out how we thought we would. And so just humbling myself before the leaders this weekend and saying, Hey, guess what? We made a decision it turned out not to be the best decision. And so we're going to change that and Mm -hmm. we're going to find a solution because we can only find a solution. We know there's a problem and we're going to move forward and we're going to make things better. And so I think there's something about just humbleness, admitting you're wrong and admitting, Hey, you make mistakes. And I think that goes a long way um, of just being vulnerable before, you know, people under you as well too. Yeah. And you're role modeling to them. Like, Hey, it's okay to be human. Like I make mistakes the important thing is what you do after a mistake. It's not yeah. that you made like, let's not focus on the mistake. Let's focus on what's the next right, right thing to do. And so you're role so modeling good. that. And if they make a mistake now, they're like, well, we'll just do what she role modeled to us. We'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I love that. So good. So good. Um, to end, uh, how would you personally define a holy hustler? So someone who dot, 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 does work for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I think just does work for the kingdom. And I think maybe it is, um, abiding, abiding in him too, because Mm -hmm. when we abide fruit will be produced. So, um, I, I think man hustling for him is the best thing we can do. Yeah. And hustling in the kingdom looks like rest. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Am I just confusing you? Cause I just gave you like 12 answers. No, so sorry. You're hustling in the kingdom looks like rest. So yeah. Yeah. It's so good. You're, you're overwhelming me because I do like, <laughs> uh, I take out little quotes and make little like graphics and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm just like, Oh man, that one's so good. Oh, I yeah. want to use that one. I oh, that one. It. And so it's like, ah, yeah. that's so good, but that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yes, that is. I'm glad you have more than not enough. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This was so nice to actually to meet you. I know we've messaged yes. a little bit over the years, but I never, never have met you. So it's cool. I'm thankful for zoom to meet people. I know me too. Well, hopefully you'll be in Texas sometime. So you'll have to let me know. Yeah. I was telling my husband today, I get to do a zoom meeting with the trusting in due time lady and he's like, Oh, cool. And so I love that. Yeah. That's what I call because he can't keep all my names straight of the Instagram friends. So I just, he knows you as the in in due time lady. (laughs) Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. That's so great. Okay. Well, thank you again. This was awesome. See ya. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Thanks again.